now beginning transmission 141. Star, file under family drama. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. I'm too sober for this shit. Here is a drinking game to play while you listen to this episode. Please drink responsibly and don't take it too seriously. And if you don't like it, blame William. Take a drink anytime Mr. Porg decides to interject himself into the conversation. Shut up, Porg. You need to take a drink anytime Manny Bothans makes an appearance and I get groans and fuck yous from Adam and Maya. Fuck Manny Bothand! Manny Bothand is pure genius. Take a drink anytime someone refers to me as the cum dumpster. Take a drink every time the shame bell makes an appearance. Shame! Also, take a drink anytime uh, we act like the member berries from South Park. Remember when they were on South Park? I'm I remember. Yeah, I wouldn't take a drink every time we do the bad German accent, yeah. Ah, drink, fucker! If you have any suggestions for rules you would like to add, email us at funnybooksandfirewater at gmail.com or use the contact link on our website, funnybooksandfirewater.com. Agree to disagree. That's like the same thing oh. as saying, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> There's a, a thing of like, it was all uh, memes of, uh, of inter-office dialogue and there was stuff like, as stated in my previous email, as in, you better go back and fucking reread that again because like it was all that stuff of like, listen, bitch, you didn't read this, so I'm putting this in nice corporate speak of like, listen, what the fuck are you doing? So, that also, I'm drinking an energy drink right now, so this should be very interesting. Here's the problem: is so I'm doing the the keto diet, but I haven't been able to quit caffeine yet. Uh-huh. One of the things I've found that is still keto and has caffeine are energy drinks, even though they're not great for me. I've tried to find the ones that are the least bad for me, that have like no sugar and no calories and stuff like that, so that I can. I end. like the um, Rockstar lemonades. Those are good. I, I do like those. Um, I've been doing the the Bang energy drinks. Uh, the uh, what's it called? I don't know your name. I just want Bang Bang Bang. I'm not familiar with this advertising. Uh, it's a YouTube video. Uh, I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> I always do the. Uh, I like the like fruit punch is one of my favorite flavors. So the uh, Rockstar fruit punched ones that are zero calories those are really good. good. We were getting a fuck ton of free Rockstars when uh, Todd and I went to Big Adventure, which I happen oh, to be wearing yeah. my Big Adventure T-shirt today. And uh, I probably had one too many on that. I was l- luckily I was working overnights and then staying up all night, yeah, or staying so up all day at a party. So it kind of worked out that they're like because we were in the VIP tent, we had like just unlimited supply of free rock stars. So it was like okay, 
Time for the fourth rock star of the day. Well, Todd is like hardcore when it comes to energy <laughs> drinks. Me, but I was like, oh, fast. shit, I've had two. I'm bouncing all over. The- I was a little scared for you, to be honest with you. I was like, holy shit, Todd. I thought I had a caffeine problem. Damn, man. <laughs> Anyway, hey, welcome to episode 141 of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, We're doing some weird, different stuff with this today, but we will get into that in a minute. Uh, We are doing the book Starve by uh, Brian Wood. Oh, fuck, I can't say that name. Why not? (laughs) Brian Wood. That's all you need to say. Danielle Zizzle. Danielle Zizzle. Is the J silent? Sure. Danielle Zizzle and David Stewart. See, you can do the Stewart part. You're just fine. Yeah, no, okay, you look at this fuck like, okay, so put yourself in my shoes, right? So I'm trying to do this. I look, Brian Wood, got it, easy. Then it is D-A-N-I-J-E-L space Z-E-Z-E-L-J. What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Like, no offense. I'm bad with names in the first place. It's lucky that I work in a, I won't say that, that gives away too much about where I work. But, um... Yeah, that that kind of fucking blew my mind for about five seconds. So anyway, it's weird seeing all those names when you work for the Trump administration, isn't it? I know. I thought they were banned. I know. Why aren't there more white people names here? Uh, they took our germs. They took our germs. Those are good comic book jobs that could have gone to white people. I mean, seriously, what's the problem? Oh, shame, shame. And Australians shame. don't count either. Are there Australians on this book? Not this one, but okay. Because if there, are, I mean, oh, yeah, drawn by an Australian. Oh, is she Australian? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like her even more now. That's kind of cool. I think cool. so. Oh. I want to say that Fiona Staples is Australian. I know that Nicholas Scott is. Yeah, Nicholas Scott is. Yeah, but, well, I mean, there are just too many immigrants coming in and taking our comic book jobs. I mean, just like all those Brits, this month? just like all those Brits taking American acting jobs. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. Where but, is our American? That's a very good reason for that, but that's a totally different issue. <laughs> um, and yeah, anyway, so yeah, so this month we are doing uh, family drama, and this book actually has a fair amount of family drama on it. Well done on Todd for picking this one out. Uh, speaking of Todd. He is jo- well, because we'll get into it, but... Panel intro. Joining us, of course, this week we have the picker of this week's book, Mr. Todd. Hey, I'm Todd. You can find me as a co-panelist here on Funny Books and Fire Water, sitting Mr. Adjacent between Maya himself and our dear Adam. It's a Thai sandwich. It is. <laughs> Am I the I like real? Maya himself. I think that should be your new Twitter handle. No, because then I'd be, I feel like I'd be ripping off Neil Gaiman. Oh, is that what his is? His is at Neil himself. At Neil himself. And Hamill himself. Sure. Yeah. So this might be the last episode we record before I've got a brood. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. And as we learned from the season on American Horror Story, if the skies turn red and there's flocks of crows and a murder of crows, uh, your kid's the Antichrist. Hey. That's probably going to be I called that. The at some has point. to be male, though. No, who says that? Bitch, this is 2018. <laughs> I know, right? Right. This We're is watching the TV show. Be I don't know. Talk to talk to God about that. She was <laughs> talking with Alanis me. Morissette. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Alanis Morissette says it can be a female. She fucking wants it to be. That's right. But yeah, hey, here I am, doing stupid okay. shit around. So, Father of the Antichrist, Mr. Todd, sitting next to Todd the Antichrist or the father of the Antichrist, we have himself, Mr. Maya. 
Hey all, I'm Maya. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Maya or Instagram at the Mr. Maya. Or if you want to follow my uh, awesome and cute cat, uh, at it's the Jonesy on both of those social media platforms. Well, that was oh. the most Kermit the Frog intro. Hi all, hi all, hi all. It's Maya here. Um, so then, of course, we have the uh, the CD. CDA himself. I was like, I was gonna say okay, CDA, yeah. but you're not CDA. You're just I'm CDA. CDA. Yeah, yeah. Todd CDA. You're just CD. We have Mr. Adam. Wow, I'm having a day today. <laughs> you're having a day. It's too, it's too many rock stars. Hey, it, what's up, everyone? This is Adam with a uh, big shiny robot. Also doing stuff occasionally with uh, Board as Hell podcast with our good friend Andy Wilson. Hi, Hi Andy. Uh, also over at Cinema Queens with our good friend Chris. Hi, Hi Chris. Chris. Uh, yeah, and if you want to check me out on uh, Twitter, it's at Sithbot underscore S I T H B O T underscore. I've noticed since I've started doing this, I've lost followers. So <laughs> okay, apparently it's not working well. Uh, and then, uh, much like it's the Jonesy, I've got my pug Badger on Twitter at it's the Badger. So hi Badger, feel free to. Ch- uh, she's sleeping right now. I know because it's so hard to beat a Badger. <laughs> it is rough to beat a Badger. And of course, you can also catch me curating our grinder scruff and tights with a Z accounts. All right. Yes. Have we got a lot of action on that tights with a Z account? Someone has. So uh, good for okay. them. Good for you. <laughs> um, and hey, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based out of Southern California. Um, and I do stuff. And I'll probably be back in Logan this summer because I've already helped them start buying gear. So uh, <laughs> No I think contract, that's they but must, you're buying the gear. They must like you or something. Or something, yeah. It's, you must be good at your job. Well, to be honest with you, I'm probably... Uh, that should, well, I shouldn't say this, but I, I, I know that I'm like the highest paid employee yes. every summer. But I am giving them a bargain for what I would normally charge. So I think they're aware of that and are just kind of going with it. You know what I mean? Until I start going, yeah, I really need a little more money. So uh, That's right. But it gives me a good excuse to come to Utah and hang out with you fine gentlemen every summer. So that's always fun. That's sweet. Uh, yeah. Book intro. So anyway, Mr. Todd, you picked out this book. Do you want to give us a little intro on it? Yeah, so it's called Starve, written by Brian Wood. And it's... um. It's about this uh, celebrity chef that kind of went off the deep end and he disappeared for a while, but he's back because of contract shit. And he was in a father who abandoned his kid and he and his wife don't really see eye to eye right now. <laughs> to say the yes. least. <laughs> Putting it lightly. <laughs> That's yeah. the understatement of the decade, right? So, there. yeah, it's a, as you watch this relationship of, because the theme is family strife and family drama, is as you read this book, you go, huh. I think I've got it pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There was a. Well, I'll be honest with you. When you when we said family drama and you said starve, I was like, you're just trying to fit this book in some way or another. Then I read this book. And went, oh no, it's all about family drama, like <laughs> on the backdrop of a cooking show. But yeah, it's all about family drama. Yeah, it really. Um, is. The way I would describe it is, is I think it's like, what if you took a really ill mannered Anthony Bourdain and put him on Iron Chef? <laughs> that's that's pretty much how I would describe it. Um, I know Todd described it as uh, as uh, what a cooking version of. Uh, it's like Running Man with Iron Chef kind of a thing. The Running Man sequence only sort of rung true for me for like one or two issues. You right, know what I it mean? was like, there, it but yeah, those there. elements. There, yeah. But, but yeah, and it's uh, or it could be a bit of like Iron Chef and The Apprentice kind of a thing going on too. A little bit, yeah, a little bit there. So, um, and I mean. 
I'm, I kind of wish it's, we would have had Andy Wilson on here because there is a lot of class warfare discussion in here, which is Andy Wilson's favorite thing. So, hi, Andy. Guess what? If you read this book, which I think actually, Andy, personal recommendation to you, I think you'd really like this book, Andy. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. Um, but there's Andy, a lot of class warfare. Andy, Andy, you Andy read, read this book. book. And then text. Talking to you, Andy, read this book. And William, um, you too, because you're awesome and you write to us. So That's true. Myification. Todd, what is the myification of this book? Which I, I think it's an image book, so it actually says what it is. Yeah, it it's says weird. it. It's weird. It's well, it's it's weird and it's not, and it's what does it call it? It says it's a dystopian horror. And yeah, I don't understand the horror section of it. The dystopian I get, the horror I get, I don't get. Okay. So this is what we're gonna do. Because this is food-oriented, Todd and I are fans of a YouTube show called uh, Hot Ones, where they take different hot sauces and they have celebrity guests eat them and ask questions. We are completely, utterly, blatantly fucking ripping it off. <laughs> Just going to be honest about it. There's no there need to hide no, it. Yeah, but That's what we're fucking doing. So we're going to try different hot sauces, because this is a food-themed sh- thing, through the entire episode. Now, this first hot sauce, which we're... Oh, also, we're going to try to post... Um, I mean, hopefully we get footage of this and all sorts of stuff. We're going to post video of our reactions to these hot sauces. And they're yeah. hopefully going to get hotter as things go. We're going to post videos of our reactions and stuff like that on YouTube. So if you want to see our I horrible, ugly faces reacting terribly... Maya's to, brow is starting to sweat in anticipation. Is yeah. it really? So, no. Not yet. <laughs> but okay. uh, uh, as, as I would mentioned to the guys before this, for about the last week, I've been dealing with stomach issues, and so I'm not feeling that great. I'm still going to try. So if you hear me throw down my head, headphones <laughs> and, and run, run away... And run, uh, I'll just come in why. with the next nugget for you. You can just still be just keep worshiping the porn <laughs> oh, swelling goddess. God. <laughs> 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 well, make sure you have a long enough extension cord on the computer to take it in so we can keep recording. That's right. Okay, so this first one, um, and the hot sauces I bought, Todd bought some, and yeah. they haven't arrived to me yet, but I will oh. record them later. Um, however, uh, I have four of them here. Todd has three of them, so. The lovely people in Utah get to do all seven right at the same We've time. We got seven. I will have to do them later, which is fine. Um, but this first one I got specifically for you, Mister Adam. Uh, I bought these at uh, for those of you who drive to Vegas from LA. Uh, there is a place called Alien Fresh Beef Jerky that happens to have hot sauces. I was in Vegas recently and I went and bought a bunch. So we have Enjoy Cock, which looks like the Coca Cola label, um, yeah. and it is. Let's see what it, it just says: Cayenne Pepper Hot Sauce. I don't, I'm, we don't have a Scoville rating on this, unfortunately. No, I don't think there's Scovilles on any of them. No. So, and then also to keep with the tradition on both sides of here in Utah, we have uh, chicken nuggets from McDonald's. So, uh, <laughs> as you uh, do, I'm pouring a little hot sauce on mine. I'm not yeah. pouring yet. So, okay, no. you guys ready? I'm ready. So this one is the Enjoy Cock. We this are all enjoy cock. Enjoy cock. cock. Okay. Like. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Cheers. It's got a little bite. You can taste the cayenne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cayenne's there. I know there are people who hate hearing people talk with their mouths full of food, and I'm sure this You're is gonna just going to be love this episode. Mm-hmm. Hell. Mm-hmm. I might try to trim it down for your benefit. For those I just of you make who it can. longer and louder. You know. Oh, no. Burn Go sexy chewing. slow about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. More NPR. That's right. Yeah. Maya, are you feeling okay so far? So far, so good. Yeah, that one wasn't bad. Yeah, it was not good. bad at all, right? It's actually like that was one I'm like, oh, I could probably actually have this on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's good to go. Way to go, future Brian. You've got a lot of work to do. That's okay. It's for the kids, man. It's for the kids. For the kids. For the kids. Well, that first chicken nugget down. 
Uh, everyone's still doing okay. So we're gonna go with our drinking games. Drinking game. I will start out just cause I feel like starting. Mine uh, is called mass marketing, which is every time you see a billboard, either the front or the back of it, take a drink. That's a lot of drinks, dude. <laughs> it yeah. is a lot of drinks. Uh, Todd, yours is not too dissimilar to mine and is almost just as evil. What is your drinking game rule? So mine is um, it's branding. Every time you see the logo for the TV show Starve, take a drink. Also Which bad. could also be on billboards, so that could yeah. be a twofer. That's it a could twofer. be a twofer. But so it's, don't, they're not don't exclusively on billboards. Yeah. They're not yeah, exclusively. Sure. I mean, it's at chapped issue ends. Yes. And it's just baked in throughout all of it. And I will say, it's a it's a it's a cool logo. Great logo. It's a great logo. It, yeah. I, w- I would watch a show with that logo. I'd be like, yeah. Uh, Mr. Maya, what is your drinking game rule? Uh, mine's called Shopping List. Uh, anytime that you see a list of ingredients that they mention, take a drink. Oh, yeah. They also do recipes. and Well, they don't really do full recipes because they don't give you a lot of... They just um, give you the, like, the base basic, what's in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. And Mr. Adam, what is your drinking game rule? Uh, mine's called Food for Thought. Every time they're <laughs> cooking or preparing food. <laughs> that one yeah. might be the most evil. I... <laughs> <laughs> We all have, if you follow any of these games, we're all going to have drinking problems. Yes. We'll, we'll just start with that. Yes. Be careful, William. We're worried about you. Keep okay. up. Keep up. <laughs> God damn. Validity votes. Well, now we will come to the vote section of this. Uh, we will vote as to whether or not we believe it is worth you, our dear listeners, time, energy, effort to go hunt this book down and read it. Um, so, it's not really hard to hunt down. Yes. Let's oh, have a little we, bit of a preface for this, too. Yes, we are reading both trades. It's a two-trade book, and we're just doing their five-issue trades. Yeah. So ten issues. Both yeah, trades. so we're, we're reading recent. the whole thing. It's fairly recent, but, uh, you know, by the time you hear this, or, you know, even a little later... There may be a one-trade volume of it. Yeah, yeah. it might be. But yeah, it's, it's, it's 10 issues one. total. Yeah, and the first trade is free on Unlimited right now. So. Yeah, awesome. And the second one is five bucks yep. on Comixology. So that being said, uh, for votes, uh, what say you, Mr. Adam? Yes. Mr. Maya? Yes. I'm a definite yes. Mr. Todd? Yes, I recommended this one. I figured as much, but I, that's why I made you go last. I know. Um, Back of the bus, Todd. Playlist. Uh, so now we will go to um, basically what we sort of created recently. Songs to go along with this uh, book. Something to help create the whole vibe of, you know, sitting down, reading a comic book. Here's some songs to put on your Spotify playlist to listen to while you read this. To be honest with you, Mr. Um, my, or Adam, you had one that was very similar to what I, I was actually thinking of yours, and then I went a different direction. I was really surprised you didn't do mine, actually. Well, I then can let's verify talk about it. he said that. <laughs> I'm sure. I I know. I know. Like I had this other head. I I've thought about that while I was driving around because uh, I read half of it last night and I read half of it today. And so this morning when I was driving to the gym, I was thinking about what songs and I thought about yours. But then I opted to go a slightly different direction as I started reading the second half. Uh, <laughs> you mean, you so, mean just like the second half kind of goes in a slightly different direction? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> so. Mr. Adam, what is your song for this week? Well, I mean, it had to be Eat It by Weird Al. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to go with Eat It. And then I'm like, no, is that, that's too obvious coming from me. For I guess if we, for those of you, if we haven't discussed it on the air, I'm a huge Weird Al fan. So yes. um, A little bit of one. Just you? a little bit. Me? No, never. Does the man um, have a photo with him? He does. I do. So do you, Mr. Todd. I you were with me. Special. It's a great photo. Yeah. You're I'm pretty great. fucking proud of that. You're I'm a fucking, great photo. I'm fucking proud of you. Fuck I'm fucking yeah. proud of you too. 
Well, Mr. Mr. Maya, then, speaking of fucking proud, what's your song for this week? Uh, so mine kind of goes along more with the theme in the back half of the book, even though it's, the themes are there kind of in the front half, too, but it's Fight the Power by Public Enemy. And uh, mine is very similar in vibe, mm-hmm. well, not similar in vibe of the song, but similar in idea of the song. Mine is Eat the Rich by Motorhead. Went nice. a little metal this week. I felt felt like it. And mm-hmm. Mr. Todd, what is your song for the week? It's Steady As She Goes by the Rock and Tours. Ah, uh, Mr. Jack White's other band. One of his other bands. Yeah, yeah. that was true. He has like a thousand of them. One of, he does. One of his side bitches. Okay. All well, side I think that it is about time for uh, wing number two or for... The uh, Screaming Sphincter? The Screaming I'm gonna Sphincter. I'm going to have that later. Yeah, right? <laughs> I already have it now. It lost its voice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now it's just openly weeps. Now it's just more of a <sighs> instead of actual noise. Well, well what we should do right when this episode ends, take the roll of toilet paper, <laughs> put it in the freezer. <laughs> so you have something to dab and you go, oh, it's cool. No, you just use the, um, you use like the, the tissues that have like the lotion in them from mm. you know, like cold. Right. Invest in a bidet. Okay. So this is another one that I picked up from uh, Baker, uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Alien Beef Jerky. This is uh, Screaming Sphincter Jalapeno Pepper Spot. All pepper right. sauce. So jalapeno. All right, He's here we go. Started. Okay, you ready? Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it's got a kick. I can taste the jalapeno. Yeah. I might have put these backwards. This might be lighter. I don't know. Is that just me? They're about the same, I think. They're yeah. about the same. The um, cayenne is a little bit more in your face kind of flavor. Yeah, but true. this one's warm too. So it's yeah. definitely warm. Final warnings. Uh, so, Mr. Todd, do you have any final warnings? Does anybody have any final warnings before we go into a little bit of a break? Um, not for kids. Yeah, it's it's mature. Yeah. It's not for kids, and it's, oh, it's um, an image book. It yeah. is an image <laughs> book, right? So it's a um, good fun time and have an open mind and hug your significant other. <laughs> Hug your significant other and or your children. When this episode comes out, Todd will actually have one of those. How crazy is that? I don't know. Right? Um, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I couldn't. Yeah, that would not go well, but I could. Angie's not a bad name. I've known quite a few Angies. Only one of them was a horrible bitch. Yeah, well, I, I'm also aware of a Angie of yes, of ill repute. <laughs> you know, I did not make that phrase. <laughs> you did not make the phrase of ill repute. I, I said it. I did not say that. But I said it. You did. I'm trying to think of, do I know this, Angie? Probably not. So, um, anybody, like, does that seem good for final warnings? or? Um... Yeah, I think it really is pretty good. So, I mean, it's not, it's violent, don't get me wrong. And there is the family strife and drama where things go bad, but it's kind of how it um, goes. I would also like to say we did DMZ on a previous episode, which I loved to death and yes. uh, ended up buying the entire series. This feels very much like a spiritual successor in vibe and tone to DMZ. So if you like DMZ, more than likely you're going to like this book. This is um, the book. And if you do not care for DMZ, it's still a good book. Yeah, it's still a good book. And this might woo you back to uh, the Brian Wood camp. Uh-huh. But um, just, you know, as, just keep that in mind. If you like DMZ, um, this is definitely a very similar sort of vibe. In fact, actually, I like this book enough. I think I might buy it for Jess for Christmas. But oh, yes. She doesn't listen to the show, so she won't know that, so that's fine. Todd um, is skipping out on the shitty recommendation again. Oh, you haven't hey, gotten your shitty recommendation yet? At least it's not Deadpool Max. <laughs> I know. Oh, that you. Was, <laughs> dude, it I didn't even take that over. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you. 
I didn't bring it up. I let him I, do it, it for me. me. I know, I know. But, I keyed, uh, I keyed. Someone needs to bring up something <laughs> shitty real fast. Okay. So, did you see um, Mr. Colbert on his late show borrowed Triumph the Insult Dog, Comic Dog? And oh, he did went, he? Yeah, he went down to Austin for uh, Ted Cruz. And Triumph got an interview with Ted Cruz while he was running again. And he got the wow. crowd to chant. At first, they started chanting, Lion of the Senate, Lion of the Senate. And then mm-hmm. Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, and around. So, and then it devolved into Did Lion, Ted, Ted, Lion, Ted, <laughs> Lion, Ted, Lion, Ted. It really amazing. It was quite great. And, but Ted Gilda, and he knew something was coming. He didn't know what it was going to be. And you can just see Ted Cruz's face when Lion Ted starts shouting in the crowd of supporters. And he's just like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? It was nice. pretty awesome. Side note, fuck you, Ted Cruz. <laughs> That's right. Um, so then what we're going to do is we're going to take a little bit of a break. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to have more hot sauces. We're going to spoil yep. the shit out of this. So just be forewarned that that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, there's that. And uh, we'll spoil the shit out of it. So we will see you on the flip side. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Hey there, are you queer or some variation of it? Well, I'm Chris, and this is my co-host, Adam. And welcome to Cinema Queens, where we talk about queer cinema. Each week, we watch beloved queer classics, discuss them, review them, and cover a whole cluster of topics from our favorite scenes, what they mean to us, how it relates to our current world, and the best part, the cherry on top of the sundae happens to be... Gay Rants! So prepare your air holes! Hey, listen to us queens talk cinema. New episodes drop every month. Monday on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Bye bye. We keep plowing through. Break with no one, even if Brian has to one man show it. So sometimes <laughs> I wonder if that's ever going to happen. That'll be pretty funny if one of these things is like, "Hi, it's me." And, and you, just, um, like, you just alter the pitch of your voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can oh you, I think can, that's a really good idea, Brian. Yeah, can you, can you, yeah, do the voices, <laughs> dude. You can have your German guy the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I'll be doing the German guy. Oh, no, we think terrible. this is great. Oh, no, oh, I don't think it's that great. Oh, no, yeah, it's very good. No, so, I don't think it's very good. As a funny thing, so <laughs> my wife works at a place where she gets parental complaints. And there was a program this year being sung by kids of about the fourth grade age. And they have mm-hmm. a tradition where the fourth graders sing this funny, you know, uh, holiday song. And a parent wrote in going, they really shouldn't be singing Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer because it is offensive to grandmas. <laughs> what are we telling the kids to step on cracks? So, and, and then Amy just showed me this email. I love you to baby. And she's like, yeah, this is part of my job. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do. This is what I do. It's like, and I get been around this. for fucking ever. Yeah, but then we have the assault song that everyone loves. Baby, it's cold Baby's outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, oh, the baby song. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I can't remember if we were talking about it on this or somewhere else, but someone is saying there's actually an analysis that will make that seem like he's actually trying to protect her uh, her dignity, but I still don't buy it. It's still kind of rapey. Yeah. Well, I thought it was funny because I don't, I don't give a shit about the Little Drama Boy challenge. I just don't even think about it. What mm-hmm. even is that? I don't it's even like, know what so that is. You basically, you're trying to go the whole month of December without hearing that song. Well, then you haven't lost yet. 
because it's not December. No, but once I, I think it starts like after Thanksgiving. But I was at Del Taco the other day, <laughs> just getting like a shitty little dollar like burrito, and I was like, it came on, and I was like, oh, I guess I lost the game. But I'm like, this is a shitty lounge version. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, at least let me win to lose to a good version. But David Bowie. I mean, here's the thing: if you just don't go into stores, you're fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, you also talking about I used to work retail, so I didn't really have much choice. Although I will say, my last job was nice because my boss hated Christmas music as much as I did, so mm-hmm. we would only listen to it on on actual Christmas Eve, and he would always let me come in and work extra days so I could have Christmas Eve off. <laughs> I just find Christmas music kind of creepy. To be honest with you, I don't know what it is. I like it's that like music. I think it's it's that it's that it's those songs that are trying to be magical that I find spooky. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about that that I just, I'm like, I'm just not, not a fan. I don't know. I will it's say, also because I, I've had to work through the holiday like every year for like 11 years. So like my Christmas spirit has like fucking flown away a long time ago. I will say a decent Christmas album that's somewhat recent is Seth MacFarlane. Put yeah. out oh, which is like his, album. like his, like, um, kind of like old timey big yeah. band. Type. Yeah. He's channeling Frank Sinatra. And it's yeah. good stuff, but he's got a Christmas album channeling Frank Sinatra. No, that so. I would probably. I, I don't. It's pretty good, and he does some deeper cuts of like it's very Christmassy music, but it's like I'm not super familiar with a lot of these songs, and yet it's done really well. I mean, go Seth. Well, what's funny is Andy actually had a thing on Facebook about how he doesn't get the little drummer boy game because he's like it's a great song and there's different versions. He's like, but it should be like the fucking like Christmas shoes song should be like replace it or something like that. Oh. It's one of my favorite Patton Oswalt bits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just go to YouTube, Patton Oswalt Christmas Shoes. And there's and an, have a someone time. animated. Yeah, the animated one. Wow. Yeah, well, the thing about The Little Drummer Boy, which I just think is interesting, is that it is, when you watch, if you watch The Office, it's the first thing that Dwight Schrute is humming. Mm-hmm. And then Angela says that it is her favorite song. And then I think at the end, when they get married, spoiler alert, I guess. Um, I know. That's just not there for years. for me? First Titanic and now this? Oh, fuck you. You want to talk about Titanic? Do you really want to bring that up on the show? Do you really want to talk about that? Because I'll throw it out if you want to throw it out. Button pushed. <laughs> I like having that button pushed. <laughs> oh, that got heated. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, anyway, oh, but no. like when I think when she walks down the aisle, she actually walks down to Little Drummer Boy, which okay. I just think is really interesting. Todd, since uh, you recommended this book, would you like to give us a plot summary, or do we want to do a uh, hot wing first? Let's do a nugget. Let's do a nugget. This one's just called Death, isn't it? Uh, yes, this is called Death. So, so anyway, uh, so this is Blair's original Death Sauce mm-hmm. with Chipotle. Feel alive. Yes. Um, so originally, part of the reason why I've got this is because when. <laughs> When, when I was younger and Todd hung out at my house all the time, he used to claim that he there, was guys. totally fine yeah. with hot stuff. I lived there. And he, he, yeah, he lived at our house. So my mom went on a trip to New Orleans and went to a hot sauce place. I wanted to get the hottest hot sauce they could find. And so they said, do you like this person? She said, well, you can be a little bit of annoying. So they gave her after death sauce, which is from the same company. But this is Blair's original death sauce. This is not the after death stuff. This is a, a little bit of a lighter version which is why it's going on earlier in our uh, thing so is everybody ready over on that yeah, side yeah, we're ready we're ready to go yeah i got some on mine oh i got a lot on mine okay here we go all right cheers, cheers. that one's definitely hotter for sure definitely hotter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not bad you can really taste the chipotle on it yeah it's right for there sure depending on what you mixed it with that could be kind of nice yeah i'll be honest with you after you take the first initial hit 
the second time around, really not bad at all. No, it's pretty good. It's actually pretty bad, pretty decent. So, you know, for those of you who are interested, Blair's Original Death Sauce, pretty good. Yeah, I think on the uh, TV show or YouTube show we're ripping off, um, they're using yeah, we're uh, off. Blair's um, Death Sauce with Liquid Rage. Oh, that's with the one. Okay, rage. yeah. With Liquid Rage. Rage! Yes. Say it again. Rage! <laughs> <laughs> I might sample that's that a, and just make it epic. That's an awesome ringtone. I just want to do that or like a text message comes in. Okay, Cod, since you recommended this to us, will you give us a brief uh, summary as to what the plot is? God damn it. Yeah, let's give it a go. Plot summary. Starved by Brian Wood, Danielle Zezel. As read by Todd. What? Name, re- name redacted. Redact the name. Future Brian. <laughs> I got it. Thank Taking you, it out. Future Brian. All right, so what's also kind of fun with these books, the issues have titles. So we're going to go with the quick issue titles, though. There's The Common Meat, The Mighty Mighty Bluefin, Whole Hog, Blood and Sausages Part 1, Blood and Sausages Part 2. That's where things have blood involved a bit, right? In this first book, yes. In this first book. Blood and Sausages, the end. Well, and then in the second volume, yes. we have Chicken of the Sea, mm-hmm. Out of the Pot, and Into the Fire. Those are two different ones. Um, I fought the law and steady as she goes. I wonder where Todd got his song title from. Rip off. Okay, go for it, Todd. Inspiration. Homage. Homage, I mean, yeah. Homage. Homage. (laughs) I feel you, man. All right, so this book starts in Southeast Asia where you come across the main character named Crookshank. And he is um, at a place, he's uh, drinking, going, why did I ever leave this life? Where he drinks a lot, watches fights, and hits repeat. So while he's doing that for a bit, he um, someone comes up to him in a fancy suit and says, hey, I've come to bring you back. And he's like, god damn it, already? It's like, you're under contract. And he's like, fine, <laughs> here I go. It um, comes back to Beijing. So he's from Southeast Asia. Then he goes up to Beijing where he's teaming up. And they're going, the network has come back again. We're doing this new super show. The world fell apart, but we now have our goddamn TV going again. And you have to finish your deal. So um, that's how that goes. And then many hours later, he's flying in a plane. As he's doing that, he's heading back. And they're going, oh, we don't have any alcohol on board here. He's like, fuck that. You just told me I can't. I'll do what I want. And he proceeds to make two awesome Bloody Marys, gives one to the stewardess. And she's like, damn, this is smooth and good. It's like, yep. Let me do my thing. So he goes back. He's back in the States, I presume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In New York. He's back in New York because that's where the food channels are. And he comes back home. He's like, you know, I haven't seen my wife in a while and I haven't seen my kid. I feel bad about that. And here I am. And he goes to say hello. And it goes, hi, dad. And you see this um, woman that looks all grown up. And he drops his cigarette and he goes, hmm, this is interesting. Um, next shot is you've got the high-powered woman with a tiger behind her, and she looks quite all-powerful and whatnot. And it t- come to find out she is the estranged wife of Crookshank, mm-hmm. and she a pissed her, off estranged wife. She's a little bit upset with him, a little bit. And um, she has gone so far, going, "No, all his fucking money is mine, and all his shit is mine, because I've had him declared dead because he would disappeared for a while, and he's dead." So it's all my shit. And he's like, dude, I'm alive. I'm like, you got to prove it to the courts. And we'll delay that shit as long as we need to. 
And so he's cursing a bit about that. He's like, eh, that's kind of how she goes. So drama, drama, drama. He goes back to the kid again. And you've got, meets up with Roman. And he's like, here, you're here to do the show again? Yes, I'm to do the show. So there's a little gala going, hey, the show's coming back on. Wait until you what you see. It's the big glitz and glamour where the highfalutin people are all going, hey, here we are. Is it doing this? Awesome. Kind of has a bit of a Court of the Owls vibe to watching this. Know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I get that. Kind of a deal of we're all, you know, secret society in the open kind of a thing, and it's weird. So it shows them they've got a dog that has been skinned, but they still have the head on a plate. And he's like, isn't that just awesome? And then Greer is going, eating a bit of that raw dog and says, this is my fucking show. I'm going to do what I want. Fuck you guys. And that's the end of that episode. Did I get that about right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, next um, episode, I call it episode because it's a TV show, so we'll go with it. And it kind of goes along with, like, every single episode is, like, a different issue almost, too. Right, right. So, we're going to go along with it. So, this comic book doesn't have issues, kids. It has episodes. Um, we're in the Mighty <laughs> Mighty Blue Fin. Um, so, what they're going through Their here... Their music is great. Is it? <laughs> yeah. It's not Boston. It's New York. So, they've got to go with something that doesn't exist. Because um, I'm just flipping through here again. They're coming to Lollapalooza next year? They are? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, the guy from... Jane's uh, Addiction. Addiction. Yeah, the lead singer of Jane's Addiction. I can't remember. He's... Uh, Perry Farrell. Thank you. Another weirdo. I can't believe I know that shit off the top I of my know. head, but I do. Look at what uh, occupies your brain, and then feel bad, because that's in there. <laughs> it's like, why can't I have sure. decent shit? But no, Ryan knows who Perry Farrell is rest off the top of his head. Congratulations. I also know who the guitarist for Jane's Addiction was, so there you go. Yeah, he's weird. That's Dave Navarro's nuts. He is nuts. All right, so back to the book. They're going through here, and he's going back into the kitchen, and he's reteaming up with his old compadres that he has abandoned, and they feel bad about it. And, well, they feel badly towards him would be the way to put it. But he's like, they're mad about it. They're mad about it. So he's like, but dude, I'm back. We're going to do it my way. It's going to be awesome, and we're going to do the shit. And he's like, fine, I guess we'll do it your way. We'll see. And then you still have the machinations from the wife doing her thing there. Did I catch that right? No, he's with Roman, flipping through that, and he's in the butcher shop. Brian, help me out if I'm screwing this up. No, that's fine. Okay. So he's in the butcher shop going through doing talking talking. You see this blue fin and he's like, here it is. We're wasting our time going back and forth. And he gets a message from his daughter going, they're at the studio, dad, fuck them up. And I'm like, that's my kind of daughter. You know, when I get older, I want to get a text from my daughter that says, fuck them up. Man. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of awesome. Yeah. You know that? Well, there you go. So. Yeah, so he's back, he's doing the show, he is cutting food, he is tasting it, he's doing this thing, and he's going it, and then they're starting to play the game. So they're going back and forth, cameras are everywhere, and they're like, dude, dance, monkey, dance. And as it going through... What he ends up doing is he ends up serving the judges the food basically raw because they've never tasted anything quite that like that in a long time, because you know they've had to... Like the the economy's gone all shitty, and there's all the pollution or whatever. So all the food it tastes like shit, and so people have to cook the hell out of it to make it you know palatable. He has really good fresh fish, so he just gives it to them basically raw, and they love it. Um, and then they before they end that episode, they cut to his daughter in the audience, mm-hmm. who's sort of like totally digging on it. Um, and then uh, sorry, I'm taking no, over. Do it. Go ahead, keep going. You're fine. Okay. 
Okay, so uh, then I'll let you jump back in whenever I get to a point where you need to jump back in. Uh, his daughter shows up the next morning for breakfast, wants him to cook eggs the way she used to, he used to cook eggs for her as a, a kid, and he decides that he's going to bring her in as his assistant. Uh, their next um, assignment is they have to basically butcher a pig and cook a meal from head to tail, and his daughter not only helps him but kicks some serious ass while doing it. Yes. And he's pretty fucking proud of her. Um, but this also pisses off his ex-wife to no end to the point in time where she basically says... A strange wife. A strange wife, I should say, yes. Uh, who basically says, I want him fucking killed. So then we get into Blood Sausage, which this is where it, it gets into a little bit of the uh, running man sort of thing. Basically what they end up doing is they set up um, this challenge where they're going to be cooking for 24 hours. They're going to have to go to different kitchens around this the city but those kitchens don't want them there so basically they're gonna have to fight to use those kitchens. conquer the kitchen so, and then cook yeah conquer the kitchen and cook so if it takes you a long time to fight it's gonna you have that less time to cook so he has a couple of like sous chefs that aren't are kind of green and not prepared to do it and so he makes it sound like they used to fight all the time they end up fighting their way through uh they cook a quick octopus dish and it goes really well so they end up passing on to the next thing he gets a daughter uh, a text from his daughter asking if she needs any help he kind of leaves her out of it because it's not her fight to fight she kind of feels a little betrayed and left behind but not terrible mm -hmm. they find out that the next thing they have to do is go to master paleo barbecue which is as he claims a fortress he ends up uh, the deal is the guy who is the head of um Master Paleo, uh, he kind of made him famous from putting him on the show the first time around. So they um, uh, they have like seven hours to cook barbecue, but he has to end up fighting him for like an hour. He ends up throwing um, a PVC pipe. Like basically, they do a battle of champions between Master Paleo yeah. and Crookshanks. Right. Um, and Master uh, Paleo gets like knocked of, uh, knocked in the throat from a PVC pipe that the guy throws, and so that's how they conquer the kitchen. Yeah. Um, they end up uh, cooking a bunch of stuff, and uh, they win, obviously, because they're the heroes, and they uh, they move on, but like it's in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. It upsets the wife, and the wife is still there. So the wife comes in and stabs him, and he wakes up in the hospital with um, the his basically former rival, who is the host of the show, comes in and tells him that he quit the show. Um, his daughter also comes in. Um, and says that uh, she wants to sort of help cook, help him cook and whatever. Um, uh, but he still has to re. He basically ends up that issue in that sequence, which is the end of this last trade, mm -hmm. with a billboard of Star Returns new season. Um, and he says that he has to win this still, but for the right reason. And that is the end of trade one. Yes. Uh, and then we move on to trade two. Well, should we do a, a nugget really fast? A nugget? Let's do a nugget. So um, this is one I don't have. So we're going to be I doing think. the Bronx Green Market Hot Sauce. Oh, my God. I just... Hmm? This is the first time most people are going to see us. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Hey! Hi, kids. We're nothing special. Aren't you glad you dressed up for this? <laughs> right. well, I'm wearing my Beartooth shirt. Beartooth is awesome. I got to take Clark to see him. This is his favorite band. So. All right. So the Bronx Green Hot Sauce. Toast? Oh, yes. Yes. Um... And I get to sit here by myself without a Bronx Green hot sauce. Thank you, UPS, for not getting it here. That's on really time. tasty. That's really good. There's many serrano peppers. Ooh, there's the kick. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a nice bite to it. It's got a good balance going on. And I like that it has um, it. I'm really not a big fan of vinegar-based sauces, but this is sure. apple cider vinegar, so it's not quite as a potent punch to it. Okay. Sounds good. Brian, what did you think? Wasn't it just so tasty? Fuck you. I don't have it yet. 
<laughs> I'm alone without my hot so, sauce. What I will also say with this hot sauce, it rates it as um, two out of five peppers. Okay. Oh, so it, 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 it has a relatively low. So this is a two out of five peppers. How is it compared to the other ones we've tried so far? Is it hotter or is it less? Death is a bit hotter. Yeah. But it, is it really? Yeah, much. But not much. But yeah. Okay. It's got a bit more than the um, enjoyment of cock as well as the uh, screaming sphincter. My sphincter won't scream with that one. It will later. Yeah, I, I, I think that one's mislabeled, to be honest with you. It's not really that bad. It was, it was like they just thought of a cool name. Like, this is yeah. a cool name, yeah. and this is the sauce, because we have a cool name, so let's make the sauce. To be honest with you, while you were doing the first part of it, like, I was finishing off that one batch of chicken McNuggets, because I, I bought, like, a 20-piece. Sure. And I was finishing that off using the original death sauce. <laughs> just like, oh, here, here we go. One. Just keep going. This is like when I did. But like, I. Oh, good. No, I'm just saying. So, like, I like that one. I mean, it's the hottest I've had so far. Um, although we have the Mad Dog 357 coming up. We do. Um, huh? That was the one we just did. Nope. That's the one I just had. No, oh. Mad Dog is the one. Is the last one that I sent. Oh, you. he's got he put it. He put sauce. it in there. This is the one we just did. The Bronx. I promise you. Yeah. Oh. That's the one I handed you. Yep. That one's next. Oh, I thought it was this one. So mistrusting. I, 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 no, he's just a little bit confused. He's just prepping. So the one after this, we'll get to it. Yeah. Wow. That one just kind of all, like, syruped. Seeped right out. So you jizzed all over it. There's a jizz. Just, just like Adam, it syruped and seeped <laughs> it's right out. It just syruped itself. <laughs> I can tell really what okay. thing right now, but I'm not going to. Though. No. All right, so book two. Book two. Do you want me to start or do you want to oh, go? Go ahead and start. Okay. Uh, so they're on a ship, uh, a starved ship, and uh, they are getting starved at, um, starved at sea. Uh, they're getting red crab out of the ocean. They have to sort of get it themselves. Uh, they show his wife in jail. She has a very important phone call that she wants to take. Um, he talks about how most people will fuck up this uh, what, what they're cooking, and he will do it properly. And he makes a uh, a little, a small little dish, uh, which everyone thinks is really basic, but it actually ends up being really, really good. Um, but what I also really like about this bit, they goes people like throw crabs in boiling water. Like, they're assholes. They're assholes. Yeah. You don't need to yeah. be an asshole, and it ruins the dish. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, um, so then they he ends up sending his wife regular clothing for their um, uh, day in court. They're having like an arbitration meeting. Um, <laughs> he basically says, "Look, take all the fucking money. Do what you're gonna do." Um, I will get a divorce. We'll clear this all up. I was an asshole. I'm going to try to be better about this. I will make this cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to press charges. And I'm not like you stabbed me and I probably deserved it. And I'm not going to press charges. I don't want my, you know, the the mother of my daughter going to jail. We'll, we'll clear this all up. Dumbfounded the attorneys. Yes. Dumbfounded the attorneys and they sort of jump on it. So, um, then basically he's going around with uh, his friend who is a chef and they're looking at, um, you know, fresh locations for food and things like that. And he ends up going to this sort of local little uh, mom and pop sort of fried chicken shop mm-hmm. and seeing how crappy the food is and whatnot. And so he basically offers to buy the restaurant flat out, keep all the staff, but he's going to buy it out and pay for all of it, like basically take his money mm-hmm. and pay for all of its uh, stuff. And then um, at the end of that issue, his wife gets the divorce papers signed by him, uh, which, you know, is what yeah, she wanted to Basically a mini episode uh, of um, Kitchen Nightmares. A little bit. Yeah. It kind of is, yeah. So um, he sits out the next issue of Starve, and his daughter takes his place and does it, and she kicks ass and is starting to become a star on her own. They're offering her a big contract and starting to bring her in. Um, He starts out with his uh, new uh, restaurant. Mm -hmm. He basically... um, 
gets uh, his two sous chefs from the show. They help him clean up and get the place ready. He goes around to uh, local food spots to try to get the best fresh food possible. His whole goal in this is to give the poor, underprivileged at least fresh, good food um, rather than like the really shitty but cheap food that they've been right. having. And also try to sort of help. Like he actually has sort of a, a good uh, general idea of it. And so uh, he gets joined by his friend who has sort of also been his rival. Um, and uh, she gives him a big hug and he's like, you know, I'm gay, right? And she says, you know, I'm a lesbian, right? Um, so we just have this kitchen and we'll cook together. So you see the restaurant's really busy, um, doing really well. And these suits from the um, from the network come over and beat the living shit out of him. Um, so he's all busted up. Uh, he's still sort of, uh, he cooks uh, breakfast for his wife. Um, and, uh, you know, they have a nice sort of cordial meeting. Uh, he ends up talking to the guys who are running his restaurant and basically says, look, here's the deal. I'm not going to come back to the restaurant for a while. I want you guys to keep cooking the way you are. Keep going fresh ingredients. Don't do, you know, don't fall back into frozen food. Don't do all that stuff. And then I'm going to talk to um, my business partner and we're going to make this a, uh, a co-op. Mm-hmm. So as the business does better, you all get paid more. And so it'll be equal amongst all the chefs and all the staff. And that will help work it all out. Uh, his daughter ends up going on a late night talk show. A bit under false pretenses. Yes. And uh, he ends up showing up at the networks with a baseball bat to get revenge on the people who beat the shit mm-hmm. out of him. He ends up seeing his daughter crying on national television, which basically throws him off. So he's like, okay, fuckers, I'm out of my contract. I'm not doing this again. You're not dealing with me. You know, all that kind of thing. He ends up having dinner with his daughter. She's he's sort of, uh, he gets followed by his network handler because of where his phone is he drops it in there he basically ends up breaking up like his handler and his daughter were sort of having a relationship thing that kind of ends up ending Mm -hmm. his daughter goes back on the star of tv show um after she signs contracts basically saying i fucking control this i can do whatever the fuck i want um and i'm the star of the show um and so uh and that's where she signs contracts he ends up giving himself up and goes back to debtor's prison prison because they brought that back um oh i skipped ahead a little bit he goes, he goes to the prison. Then she basically signs the contract saying, I'm going to fucking own all this. They come to try to bail him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of uh, refuses to do so. Um, he has a little bit of a flashback. I'm kind of going a little bit out of order here, but that's okay. He has a little bit of a flashback of him in um, like hanging out on a beach. And uh, he gets a phone call. Doesn't know why anyone would be able to track him there. So he doesn't answer the phone call. And then he realizes that one of his daughter's best friends was actually vacationing there and saw him there. Mm -hmm. And so he's like kind of wishing like, oh, maybe I should have answered this. Maybe I shouldn't have, you know, that kind of thing. So um, he's still in debtor's prison. His daughter's now, who was in complete control of the thing. She basically sabotaged the show by only dropping some eggs and thing and not cooking and flipping off the audience and saying, okay, fuck you. So basically she ruins the show. He's kind of pretty proud of his daughter for doing that. Um, and then it jumps to 18 months later. So he goes to prison for 18 months, kind of to prove his point to keep his daughter from having, uh, the, the network tries to basically say, if you do a show for us, we won't, um, we won't, we'll get your dad out of jail or whatever. And for 18 months, he's like, nah, fuck you. I'm staying mm-hmm. here. Um, and he doesn't want to start to owe anything. She gets her own restaurant. She's starting to do it and build from the ground up and she's doing very well. And uh, he's sort of proud of what he was able to accomplish with his daughter and uh, goes off into the sunset to uh, start continuing on his life and uh, hopefully start a new relationship with his family. Yeah. The, the end. end. That's it. I, did, I, did I miss anything? No, in that? you were no, that's really well. Before we get into analysis, we want to do one sure. more chicken nugget. Right. Do you want to do the 357? No, we're doing the Los Calientes. 
Okay, so you're doing one of yours yes. first. Okay, well then I'm out on the this Los one. The Los Calientes well. is a five out of ten on heat level. So the last one we did was a two out of ten. Oh Jesus. This one's a five out of ten. So this is where it really starts stepping it up. So yeah. we'll get the nuggets to okay. touch and collide. And touch here nuggets. we go. Touch nuggets to show that you mm-hmm. love each other. Oh, that is amazing. I've heard good things about this one. I'm excited to try it. That needs to be my regular rotation. That is a fantastic sauce. Where'd you get that one? New York City. You ordered no. it on the line. Yeah, they probably have it at Grove. I was going to say, I wonder if City. No, um, the three I've got here. So the show I love so much, Pimp's Hot Sauces as well. And they make their own. These is, are the three that you have are the ones that so, they make. So this one is a Hot Ones branded from the TV show Hot Sauce called Los Calientes. Yeah, that one's really good. That is delicious. That is really good. So It didn't seem like it was a five out of ten. No. But there it is. I mean, I could maybe put more on. I put a pretty good chunk on. Me too. That's good stuff. Yeah, cool. Well, I would definitely have more of those. We'll come back for another one in a minute. We'll come with that. But yeah, now we have just two more bits of terror coming up. And I'm freaked free out about one of those. I am this too. This one? Pepper X. That one is terrifying. Is, that the, is this the last one we're doing? Yeah, that's the last one right there. No oh, shit. That, no, that's that, the next one is going to be the one that I sent to you. I'm putting a dot on mine. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Analysis. I like that it had a happy ending. I kind of did too. Dad actually. was in jail for 18 months, but he got out. And then, and, and he, but he. But and here's the, the thing: of all the shit he pulled, he kind of yeah. deserved yeah. it. Yeah. But he and the ex-wife I mean? smoothed things over. They were, right. they were there. They were civil at the end, hanging out with their daughter. Like. So this is this was fun. I went in completely naked, knew nothing about it. I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about it last week, but uh, you know, and this actually this episode, I didn't think I was gonna be able to make, and then my schedule worked out so that I was free to do it. And Yay. Miles, like, you wanted so, hot sauces, admit it. I'd forgotten we were even doing it. Yeah, today. so did I. Yeah. So it was okay. like, um, you know, so. <laughs> and then Maya's like, you know, this is a it's a cooking competition, and I fucking love like Hell's Kitchen and Chomp mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I didn't know anything about it. I just kind of jumped in, and I think I tore through both trades in less than an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it took me about an hour. Yeah. It's, I loved it. I mean, this was. Something that was never even on my radar, and that's that's one thing that I love about doing this podcast is you know I experience and discover books and comics that I never would have even known existed, let alone be interested in reading. So I mean, you look at the cover, and it's this like the one cover here is the dude says you know starve with like knives, and you mm-hmm. see him about ready to eat some like octopus tentacles, and you'd almost think this was like a a Cthulhu book, maybe I don't know. Yeah, especially since it says horror on the back of it. Yeah, it does. And the other one, he's got a picture of him with like a knife in his mouth. So I mean, yeah, this is a very unconventional book that most people would never even look at. But it's fantastic. I like the fact that you know we we do have queer characters in it, and it's not like a big deal. Like yeah, so we you know it's mentioned a couple times, but it's not like front and center of who they are. I mean, this guy is a chef. This is what he does for his life, yeah. and the fact that he's queer just happens to be part of that. And yeah. it's, it's not you know front and center in your face look at me i'm gay type of thing which for some things we need like i'm really tired of their pussyfooting around the fact that dumbledore is gay especially mm-hmm. in the new fantastic beast movie mm-hmm. uh, and yeah he you see his devotion to his family and he realized that he's been a fuck up and he's caused problems and it, you know we he went and made amends for it he did the right thing it may have taken him you know almost 50 years to do it but you know in the long run he did become the father and i guess ex-husband he should have mm. been and the person he the person been. yeah and as Maya said like you i didn't know where this was gonna go so having you know his daughter throw the contest and then his you know doing the kitchen nightmares with a little you know chicken restaurant and actually giving back to the community and doing what he should have been doing the whole time 
was just really fun and it was interesting and something that I I didn't expect and didn't think was going to happen. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Mr. Meyer, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I also went into it blind. Uh, when it comes to the image books, um, a good majority of the time I haven't, I've heard of the titles at least, but I don't know what they're about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really like this. Uh, like I said before, I do like that it, it had a happy ending. Uh, you know, he kind of went through his transformation and into a decent human being and a, a good father and, you know, making amends with his ex-wife and being kind of, you know, a good part of the community. Um, no, I just all around liked it. It's, um, I had no idea that it was about like cooking competition or, or had anything to do with, you know, chef. And you now as long as I've been living with Adam, I've been watching those shows with him, like Hell's Kitchen yeah. and, mm-hmm. and Chopped and all that sort of stuff. And so like, I started to get into it. And at first I, we didn't think Adam was going to be able to join us. And as I was reading, I was really bummed that he wasn't going to, going to be able to, and then he was able to. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's as I told Todd. Part of the reason why I was thinking about buying this uh, for Jess for Christmas is because she is such a foodie and loves those same shows as well. You know, and uh, one of the things we used to do is always we put on what we'd call food porn, which is you know like diners, drive-ins, and dives, or Hell's Kitchen, or those shows uh, are the worst to watch when you're hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I watch them almost more when I'm on a diet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, because like the the weird thing, the reverse thing is when I'm not on a diet, I tend to watch like athletic competitions and then eat shitty food. Like I'd watch Biggest Loser or <laughs> that, and then like and eat Taco well, Bell. <laughs> but yeah, when I'm on a diet, like I watch it, being like, oh, that looks delicious. And actually, because I am on a diet right now, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to, I'm trying to make this chicken nuggets thing work into my diet as well as I possibly can. But I'm like, ah, this might just be a little bit of a cheat meal. Uh, there was something satisfying about what watching people cook really gourmet food being like oh yeah like it's somehow i don't know it's it's there so like i really enjoyed that part of it like and i think that that's kind of cool we see a lot of representation and things and like and i recently read a book that is a representation of my day-to-day job but a very odd one um i just read backstagers recently um and it's weird to have your job depicted in a fanciful way, and it was a little bit frustrating in a way, too. And I, I texted my brother-in-law, who is a cop slash an attorney, and I'm like, I now know how frustrating it must be for you to watch TV shows, like cop <laughs> TV shows, to like watch like watch people sort of take your job and kind of like not fucking fully understand it or change it enough. And I'm like, you don't see that with theater very often. They mo- Well especially not backstage how theater works mm-hmm. most time uh, it's most time it's all about the actors and who gives a fuck about those people but um <laughs> sorry internal monologue sorry uh that so yeah so yeah i know fuck them um so like <laughs> don't get there's some very fine actors some very fine people but on both sides of the proceeding they're very fine people <laughs> I make snort. That's Maya. <laughs> you know it's good when he does that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, like, and I have some friends who are actors, but sometimes just fuck them. Hey, I have uh, an actor friend. You have an actor friend? I'm so it's sorry. Like a, like a black friend. Yeah, that's where I was going. <laughs> I have an actor friend. I'm cool like that. To be honest, I, I might have more black friends than I have actor friends. <laughs> that's actually, uh, that's 100% true now that I think about it. Anyway, but yeah, so like, it was kind of cool to see I mean, from my understanding of working in the kitchen to see it, you know, explained or I mean, I guess it's my understanding of kitchen work based on the television shows I've seen. So it might be full of bullshit, but it was kind of cool to see something that really sort of 
didn't try to make cooking in a kitchen somehow like a superpower of some kind or something like that which i mean i don't get me wrong i love chew but they kind of do that a little bit you mm-hmm. know what i mean they make food a superpower whereas like this is his ability to cook was simply his skill set you know yeah well, um, it, there was a simplicity that seemed to come from it it's like well this is amazing what'd you do very little yeah well and that's if you if you watch i mean like i'm obviously I'm a huge gordon ramsay fan because you yeah. know house kitchen and everything and i've actually you know went and like watched some of his recipes and things and like his biggest thing is he's like just get quality ingredients mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. keep it really simple you don't need to do all these fancy like you know egg white foam things to yeah he's like so like and it was cool at the end when uh not the end but when the mate what's his name gavin is in yeah the hospital and his friend um roman brings him the the soup he made and it was a very very simple basic soup but mm-hmm. you know when you're when you're and, like, i love to cook so if you've ever been up here oh uh, yeah you've, i'm sure you've had my cooking it's like you don't need all these fancy fancy things to make it good like you know like i made fried rice last night and all it literally was was rice soy sauce oyster sauce some vegetables and some green onions but you can mix it up and do the right thing to where those six ingredients all of a sudden you know you add a little bit of like this to it a little bit of that and it's really amazing and good and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing of cooking is you don't need to be you know crazy intense and fancy you can make really really good food from humble beginnings that's you know going to taste good and everyone's going to like I just need to what's, work on my what's, plating. What's the phrase? Kiss? Keep it simple, stupid? Keep it simple, yeah. stupid, yeah. I use that phrase all the time at work, mainly when it comes to programming. That and right on. Right on. I, right on is a good one. <laughs> that right is, on. I think we've discussed that, but that is one yeah, of my greatest know. inventions. I, was like, I, was like, I always go back and kind of spot check every so often podcasts, and since I drive so right. much, I get bored, and I'm like, oh, put up on yeah. And that one popped up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot we talked about that. Right on. So what yeah. I really loved about this book is um, I've enjoyed Brian Wood. For a very long time, you see, I've done a lot of Brian Wood recommendations. Yeah, I have. And we he, talked about another one we should do earlier. Mm-hmm. We did. His um, writing is uh, this is ten issues, and it's the entirety of it. As you read the finish of the tenth issue, people go like, "Oh, is there going to be any more?" What, no. What's left to tell? There's nothing left to tell. <laughs> yeah, the story is complete. The story is complete, and he does a fair amount of work for hire, but he does a lot of his own stuff too. But it's he always does very solid work. His writing is taut, and it is um, there's purpose in everything. But at the same time, as you watch this here, you're interested where the turns came. But it wasn't any "ooh, I see what you did there" moments either. As he presented what was going on, and this book is much like a recipe itself, as he was following it through in much of style. I enjoy it, and the artwork. Um, it's very reminiscent of DMZ, as we've said in the past, but yeah. in its own way, it's a lot more, um, I want to say, uh, jagged. Yeah, it does. And that that's actually, one of, for me, one of the only weaknesses in the book is specifically drawing of the wife. Sometimes okay. it's really like there's weird lines on the face that don't necessarily seem to indicate proper facial structure. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and that ends up, that, that's, the, like, like, that's really my only mark against it. And it's a slight mark against it. Like, I like the art style in general, but when it comes to drawing the wife, it's a little bit awkward. You know what I mean? And uh, that has a little, and sometimes it was a little bit dif- difficult to differentiate his wife from him and a few things that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that, but like, like I said, like, I like the art style. I don't want to knock it against it, but there's just some of those things and some of the details uh, that was my only thing that I'm kind of like, ah, I, I'm not really feeling that. Sure, I can see that, but um, it's a whole lot of fun, and there there is a roughness to it and rawness to it, mm-hmm. which I think suits the story very well. 
It does, and it's and it's um once again it's very familiar back to DMZ. DMZ had a lot more um detail work done on top of it. You could tell there was a lot more layering going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's a lot of fun, and it doesn't look like much of other stuff either. I don't think of anything else that Danielle Zezel has done. But um, no, it's a whole lot of fun. Is you've got this main character who's in a bad place, and he goes, "Fuck, I'm stuck." Coming back in here, he comes back and he sees his daughter who he hasn't seen, and he's like, "Shit, somewhere I really fucked up." And you can tell with him that is a big turning point of like, "Well, I'm here." Um, and he's chewing through the first few things of he's um, meeting back up again and reconnecting. But that daughter thing just kind of holds on to him. And he sees as much as you're watching it, he's as much for the people. It's as far as kid of let's not have history repeat itself. We can have this be better. Mm-hmm. And as it's watching through it and he um, and he recognizes what's really great with him is he recognizes his mistakes and could he have um, slimied his way out of the prison for the 18 months? He had yeah. that option. And he goes like, no, this is something I do need to do. And once again, I think in part it was an example for his kid of going, no, things need to be balanced. Well, like when he started, his motivation was, I'm going to burn this fucker down. Yeah, and, he keeps yeah. on saying that. Yeah. Right. And it changed and he's like, oh, no, I need to be better. I need to be better. Yeah, and I think it was just amazing that it was like the fact that he had a daughter that he... You know, who even though he wasn't there for most of her life or for a big chunk mm-hmm. of her life, she still looked up to him and she still obviously wanted to be a cook like him and she wanted to, you know, kids do eventually want to be like their parents, even if there's things about their parents they don't, they don't like. like. And when he makes amends with his estranged wife and at the end of it, he goes like, Why is she getting all this? And he's like, Dude, you did a bang up job raging our daughter. Yeah. And that's awesome. And this is all yours because I wasn't there, but you did it. Awesome. Go. And so you watch this, I mean, it's it's all about the family. He had his own original motivations, and he modified them at the end of the day to make things better. So, no, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Cool. Um, let's do one more s- sauce before we go into cocktails. Okay, cool. sounds good. So this is Mad Dog 357? Yes, sorry, I'm starting the recording. So, yeah, so this is going to be Mad Dog 357. So you're saying you like this one, it's another mild one. No, this is not a mild one. I've had this one. The Mad Dog. Um, Mad Dog is yeah, not the Mad mild. Dog. So we're talking about when we go to the uh, last hot sauce, we'll see how this goes. The last hot sauce, Pepper's Pepper X, is yeah. only um, grown at one farm. And the name yeah. of the farm co-op is Pucker Butt. Yes. <laughs> Pucker Butt? Pucker Butt. And it's right. a 10 out of 10. That's right. Yes, it is. There we go. And hot, hot, okay. Hot. okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got to pour a little on mine as well. All right. Pour it on there. The suspense is killing you, I can tell. I hope it'll last. So, I know. Oh. <laughs> okay, you guys ready? Yes. Cheers, here we go. Yeah. Whoa. Shit, 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 <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Oh! oh. <laughs> nope. Oh. Well, that's delicious. Ooh. It starts out sweet, but then, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is good stuff. If you like it, Todd, I'll send you the full bottle. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. What is in that? What is Saint in that? Okay. Asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. That one just keeps on building. It does. Maya, oh my god. Maya has an ice cube in his mouth. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, I can get some ice. Okay. Holy the fuck, Maul. Derailed the podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> it fucking hurts to breathe. <laughs> Holy shit. How much did you have on yours? We had like a enough quarter. 
size, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, ours was about a quarter size on the nugget. Cocktails. Okay, so my cocktail is called the pork chop. And it's very unique and interesting. So this one, you're gonna take um, two sprigs of fresh thyme, one and a half ounces of bourbon, one teaspoon of Dijon mustard, one ounce of apple cider, half ounce of lemon juice, a half ounce of simple syrup. You add all that to a cocktail shaker with ice, you shake the shit out of it, and then you fill a glass with ice, you strain, actually do a mason jar, not how you better. You strain it into the mason jar and you garnish with a sprig of fresh thyme. I'm still drinking as much water as I possibly can, <laughs> holy fuck. Anybody else in, in a space to be able to actually give their cocktail? As you watch, Gavin Crookshanks, great name by the way. Mine's the classic vodka soda. So you take some vodka in a Collins glass, add some ice, then you top it off with soda. So you want the good vodka, but it's clean, refreshing, and delicious. And if it's done right, it's fantastic. Fuck me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you and um, Maya's in similar camp you are, Brian. So he's not ready yeah. yet. Okay, so I'm going to do the lychee martini because it's an exotic sort of drink that goes along with exotic foodie sort of cultures going on here. Okay. So I'm doing the, I think I said lychee martini. Yes, you did. I can't fucking think. Oh, my God. This fucked me up and derailed the entire fucking podcast. It makes the hot one show so brilliant, doesn't it? (laughs) It makes you wonder how much editing down they do. Yeah, because here's the thing. I know I'm going to trim the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. This little segment, we've been had to cut in and out because of just technical issues. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're at like 20 minutes on this part of the recording. Right. I guarantee you, you at home have probably only heard about five seconds. <laughs> there was probably a good 10-minute break of us all going, fuck, <laughs> and walking away and getting water and getting ice. Yeah. And now we're back, and I am still like, I am on my fourth bottle of water for this episode. Yeah. Plus the energy drink that I had, and uh, whew, okay, and it hurts to like fucking talk without like. So fresh there's different water. thoughts on how to alleviate spiciness because if you want, alcohol is one of them. Alcohol is one of them because it's the oils in it that has the kick and the spice. So alcohol will yeah. break down oils. Some people like milk that coats. And others yeah. like just do the water, get it out, and others are just like Alden Brand did like heavy cream when he did the episode. Heavy cream, huh? He did heavy cream because of the fats in it. Oh, all right. Okay, well, the lychee martini. You need ice cubes, six ounces of vodka, four ounces of lychee juice, a splash of vermouth, and two lychees for garnish. Mm -hmm. Um, Fill cocktail shaker with ice, add vodka, lychee juice, and vermouth. Shake until chilled, pour into a martini glass, and garnish with lychees. Add an orchid for added beauty, if you so desire. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Mr. Maya, I'll try to say that as fast as I can because it hurts. does Mr. Maya need some time? He's, he's working his way over. He was just filling up again. I don't think that hurt me as bad when I tried it initially. Dude, that quarter-sized dollop is huge. Yeah. Okay, so I'm really broken. <laughs> I try to make it through my drink. Of course, I have to have the longest fucking drink recipe on the planet. You right chose it. Okay, so bear with me here. Yeah, I'm not doing the next one. You're not There's doing the next no one? no way I'll survive. You're bowing out? Yeah, I'm bowing out. Oh, and that, wasn't, that wasn't even like a progression. That was a jump. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. So my drink's called the Bacon Me Angry. Um, it's it's it takes a lot of prep work. Uh, you're gonna prep by first making bacon infused vodka. Bacon which, infused vodka. Yep. For which you'll need 300 and this is in uh, milliliters. You'll need 375 milliliters of vodka, one tablespoon of cooled bacon fat, a pint-sized mason jar with a tight sealing lid, 
and a fine mesh strainer and either cheesecloth or a coffee filter. Uh, begin it by frying yourself up a few pieces of bacon. Uh, go ahead and eat that shit, and, but you're going to keep the fat. Allow the bacon fat to cool for a few minutes. Uh, fill a clean mason jar with the vodka and add the bacon fat using the measurement recommendations above. Secure the lid on the jar and shake it vigorously. Uh, then you're going to allow the jar to rest at room temperature for about four to six hours. Uh, then place the jar in the freezer for about 30 minutes until the bacon fat solidifies. Freezing will make the fat easier to remove in the next step. Don't worry, the vodka will not freeze. No, it won't. Then you're going to place cheesecloth or a coffee filter in a fine mesh strainer resting on the top of the jar or in the top of a clean jar or bowl and slowly pour the infused vodka into the filter. All of the bacon fat should be caught in the filter, and if some goes through, repeat the step until your vodka is clean. Now we're going to make the actual drink. Okay. Take one ounce of the of your newly bacon-infused vodka, one splash of maple syrup, one dash of bitters, four ounces of Angry Orchard Crisp Apple Hard Cider. Mm -hmm. You're going to pour the ingredients into a cocktail shaker, fill it with ice. This says stir well. Uh... Then strain it into a chilled cocktail glass, and then garnish it with a brandy cherry and one of your small strips of bacon that you made earlier. That sounds okay. Good. How sounds you really doing, Brian? I'm doing okay. All right. Oh, I'm dying. Um, here, do you want do you dying. want the rest of this? No. <laughs> but I am. I have, I have I have half a nugget with half of the sauce because what I've been doing is I've been pouring the sauce and then taking half a bite to get a little bit of flavor, and then the other half. I'm not finishing the other half of this nugget. It can burn in hell. I'm going to eat that. <laughs> You're the only You're one. Oh, oh, shit. Todd's doing it right now. Doing what? The 357? No, he's nope. doing the, the... Okay, film him. Do it for oh, me. Oh, God damn Too it. Late. It's in there. What's really crazy about the last stab, Brian, which you're going to have to be careful about, is um, everything else was by um, highly viscous, you know, and moved around yeah. quite a bit. It's more of a mash is a better way to, pres to subscribe to okay. the ship. So yeah. it's thick... And it's heavy. Just like my dick. <laughs> it is just like <laughs> Maya's dick. So, as he is so self-proclaimed, Maya's thick and heavy. Good. How man. you doing there, champ? You know, you're 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 acting tough, guy, but your eyes are telling a different story. <laughs> I wonder how much that mad dog just kind of like you know neurons can only fire so much before they need a refractory period. I think I might be in a bit of that refractory period. So it's not seeming so bad? You know that or Mad Dog is just a bitch. Mad Dog's pretty mean. This one's really good, though. It's got Pepper X and, well, what else is here in the ingredients? Vinegar, ginger, turmeric, coriander, cumin, and dry mustard. And that's the entirety of it. Oh, have, a, have a little bit more there. There you go. You yeah, should look, watch look this. this. It does not. I mean, it's like magma. It's it's like <laughs> it's molasses. It's like, dude. I feel like I'm starting to like hallucinate. <laughs> oh, wait, like, where do you try this other shit? Oh, oh, oh yeah, god, how much are you gonna put on there? Oh god. <laughs> All right. Uh, ooh, that may not look like much, folks. Just smell it, dude. See, I'm even gonna let you do it on your own. Oh no, <laughs> nope. Yeah, Todd's gonna start having visions here. He's, he's going on a <laughs> nugget vision quest. Vision quest. Oh, for the love of God! <laughs> oh, 
There is sweat on his forehead. Oh my god! It's gl- your head is glistening. Thank you. Because I love nothing more than my bald noggin on camera. You want some more? No, you can do it, Maya. Fuck no. <laughs> My no, tongue just started. I just started having feeling in my tongue again. Parting thoughts. This book is great. I don't. I think there isn't anything bad that we've said about it. That we. I mean, just just read the fucking book. It's so good. That's, that's gonna be my blurb on the back of the next trade. Just read the fucking book. <laughs> Final grades. Self-contained. Uh, what's your grade, Mr. Maya? Uh, A. Absolutely. Mr. Todd. A. Mr. Adam. Um, and I'm gonna also go up an A. Hey. Mr. Adam says A too. Your voice went higher because he's going yeepers. For, well, yeep, yeeper yeah, from the hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Writing grade. Okay, writing for Brian Wood. Uh, Mr. Adam says A. A. I say A. Mr. Todd, what do you say? You know, I give this an A. A minus. A. It was a lot of fun. Okay, Mr. Uh, Maya. Uh, I'm giving it an A. Art grade. For art, I'm going to go with a B, and Mr. Adam goes with a B as well. Um, Mr. Maya, what's your grade? Uh, I'm going to like B plus. Mr. Todd? You know, it's a B plus for the art. It's a whole lot of fun. I dig it. Final grades. Um, just because the art takes it down just a little bit, um, I'm going to go with a, a A plus, or A minus, sorry. Um, <laughs> Someone is hallucinating. I am hallucinating. So I'm going to go with an A-. minus. Mr. Adam goes with an A, so he gives it a, uh, a 4.0. Uh, Mr. Maya, what is your grade? Uh, I'm also at an A. Okay. And Mr. Todd? I, it's an A. I uh, suggested this book for a reason. I really dig it. So it's a whole lot of fun. We have been on a roll of good books. You're welcome. <laughs> True. No, after we're done here, Brian's going to lo- go lay down and have, like, a dream of heffalumps and woozles. He might a little bit. I'm heading about Pink Elephants on Parade? Pink Elephants on Parade, yeah. I I very well might. Tell Here's me. the funny thing is, Tell is me. the end of this episode might be really fast. <laughs> yeah, because, really, because, like, all of a sudden we start eating the hot sauce, I'm going to cut the shit out of it, and then you're going to hear us talking oh, oh, so incredibly fast, oh. so we're going to be done. We're just like, okay, so this is what's going on. Okay, okay, and then here we go, and then we do this, and then we do this, and do this, okay. Okay, great. We're going to go lay down. Goodbye. And if you have any okay. ideas for more stunts you'd like us to do with... Oh, my with, God, no. Pair them, pair them with a book you'd like us to hear. Yeah. And email them to... Uh, Funnybooksandfirewater at gmail.com. <laughs> Poor wretched bastards. Yes. Uh, oh my god, I feel like shit. Um, <laughs> but what I am saying is, I'm gonna leave Los Calientos. Uh huh. Are you? At Corpos. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So that one was really enjoyed by people. So I'll leave that here because I think that was one of the favorites. It was. Grade point average. Uh, overall GPA, we gave it a. Um, 3.925, so uh, basically just uh, just barely below an A, so it's an A minus. All right, uh, that's that's me who knocked it down. I'm sorry. Recommendations. Um, yeah, since we're talking about Brian Wood, I'd suggest another one. It's called Supermarket. It's Supermarket a- Sweep. <laughs> Which is on Amazon Prime, by the way. No, it's Prime. Supermarket. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm, the one I've got is Cash Money Edition from IDW Publishing, and it's a fun little color comic book. That's a lot of fun. It takes place in Japan and kids not wanting to listen to mom and dad because that's what they do. You should check it out. So if you like this book, you should check out Supermarket and you're welcome. Uh, Mr. Meyer. So I had a different recommendation and I completely forgot what it was. But since I just mentioned it, I have been watching the shit out of Supermarket Suite, Press Your Luck, 
uh, Match Game 78, all those are on Amazon Prime. Mm. So, if you like those game shows, do it. check them out. And I think I mentioned it earlier, uh, it's a fun book. Uh, I bought it for my niece for uh, Christmas, and I want to make sure that it was uh, cool. Uh, it's a book called uh, Backstagers. Who wrote it, Todd? You know the name they are. James artist. Tinian uh, the Fourth. Yep. Tiny. James Tinian the Fourth. Okay. I, um, I, I thought it was Tinian, but after hearing interviews on DC now, I, I, I guess it's Tinian. Okay. Jimmy. Anyway. His name's Jimmy. Jimmy T. Jimmy T. Jimmy T. The Fourth. Jimmy T. The Fourth. It's a little weird. It's, <laughs> it's more Harry Potter than it is actual backstage life, but it's fun. Um, and uh, if uh, you're looking for a comic book to give to maybe a, a younger reader in your life, it's actually a pretty good option. Next week on Funny Books on Firewater. So uh, next week we are doing Death of the Family, a recommendation for Mr. Maya. Mr. Maya, do you want to give us a brief summary as to what we're going to encounter? Uh, yeah, uh, it's been a while since I've read it, but off the top of my head, when the New 52 started, the Joker cut off his face when he escaped prison and he was gone for a while. Uh, this book starts off with him coming back to the GCPD, breaking into evidence and getting his face back, and kidnapping the Bat family, and a lot of dirty laundry comes out in the process. Now, you must realize the Joker just safety pins yep. his face back on, and that's about it. Yep. Creepy as hell. It's Thanks, awesome. Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. Yes. That won't give us any nightmares at all. No. What's so, cool is they actually did that, uh, did a version of it on Gotham. Did they? Yeah. I did. Yep. Huh. That show was bonkers, and I love it. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Okay. Cool. Um, we're going to all go lie down. Todd <laughs> um, <laughs> still has to drive. Yeah, but Todd's an old hat at Hot Sauce. I'm, I'm a relative newbie. Dude. Todd, if you really want my mad dog, I will bring it <laughs> to you. He's still sweating. <laughs> Dude, your head is drenched. Thank you. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're gonna get, it's going to be so cold when you go outside because your head's so, like, wet. Mm, that's a, I'll just have more hot sauce, put it in my mouth, and I'll just become this <laughs> walking pile of magma. Magma. That's right. All right. Hey, kids, go lay down. We're old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this, I was just writing a text message. It's like, oh my fucking god, we did the hot sauce <laughs> challenge on the podcast today. Fuck. <laughs> Explanation point. I'm dying. Like fucked up. <laughs> wait, wait. You just sent that. I, I did, not to you, uh, to Jess. I just sent that text message. Okay. Oh my god! Oh, you didn't even get god. the last one. I haven't yet. No. no. Are you afraid? Oh my! I'm terrified. I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> so, kids, if you want to see that reaction, we'll put it on YouTube. I'm a fucking moron. Yeah. I don't know why. I, like, I know why I agreed to this, and like, I love that show, and I want to challenge it. But oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Anyway, okay. So I love you all. Um, so I'm long. feeling a little bit drunk. Yeah. Uh, so long and thanks for all the, the hot sauce. Uh, th- yes. So that happened. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And
and stay hydrated.